See car seat headrest, towel of the get down, stay down, Kyle Craft, and more at Timber Music Festival July 12th through the 14th in beautiful Carnation, Washington. Tickets are available now at TimberMusicFest.com. The Artist on Pack podcast may contain adult language. Listener discretion is devised. Hello and welcome to Artist Home, the show where every month we get an intimate glimpse into the lives of the artists we love. I am your host, Aaron Roden, and in this episode, we're joined by Seattle artist Matt Beatty of the band Ruler, whose first full-length album is uh, going to be out on Friday, May 25th of this year, 2018, and... I got to say, I'm really, really looking forward to it, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. We're going to be featuring music uh, throughout the episode off of this new album called Winning Star Champion out on Friday, like I said, the 25th of May, 2018, on Barsook Records. And uh, this has been a long time coming for Matt. We're going to delve into the story of this record, which spans seven years, a little over seven years, uh, and a bunch of songs, a bunch of ups and downs. Um, and uh, it's a really, really interesting story. And, uh, and it tugged a little at my heartstrings a little bit um, when everything finally came to fruition. I love Matt. I've known him for many years, and, uh, and I'm very, very happy about his, uh, about his new successes and uh, about the future. Um, and uh, with that said, I think we should just get right into it. We're going to start talking uh, here with Matt about how this record came to be. Seven-year-long journey. Enjoy. Let's see. I was playing in other bands and wanted to do a solo project, but uh, I've been kind of playing music for a long time and had really sort of the dream of uh, ever being uh, noticed or uh, liked very much had had sort of calmed down and diminished to the point where it's just like, okay, well, if you want to keep doing this, it's got to be because you really love doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, cool, I'll just make a solo record, and I don't give a shit how long it takes. Uh, I just want to be excited about it. Yeah. So I Who were you playing with? You were playing with Cataldo at the time? Uh, yeah, right. and I was wrapping up uh, with Conservative Dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in in Cataldo, I'm basically just like a gigging guitar player. And in. uh, But you record too with Eric, don't you? Not so much anymore. No? Yeah. I'm more just, I more just show up for other, for live stuff. Oh, okay. Like, well, and it depends. He does his records so differently every time. He's in Mm -hmm. San Francisco right now at Tiny Telephone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But. Yeah, I was just like, I want to have total control and do whatever I want to and not have to worry about annoying anybody. Uh-huh. And can you imagine if other people were working on this and it took seven years and they're just like, <laughs> they wouldn't. They're like, yeah, we can take as long as we want. That is what you're looking for. And when you're feeling older, that is what you move to. 
yeah. I just, so that's when it started, seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. Um, and, you know, life was a lot different then, and a lot of changes have happened. And um, the reason it took, it's not like I spent seven years working on it. Like, there were big chunks of time where I was just too poor or too drunk or whatever to do any work on it. Yeah. Um, and so it was just, it was more like, I would say it was more like one year of work spread out over seven years of uh, time because I just never, I, lots of the time I didn't have any money um, or I just wasn't really sure how to move forward with a certain song or, or what. Yeah. And I recorded, I re-recorded a bunch of the songs. Well, well, and that's what, that's what I was going to say too. Like uh, two of these songs I had heard many times before, Unhindered Pace and, um, and Keep Moving, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've had, you've had those somewhat finished products for a while, right? And you even released um, uh, Keep Moving a while back, right? Yeah, that was the first one. So, yeah. like, uh, Keep Moving was the first song where, where I went to the practice space and was like, I'm just going to do it all yeah. myself. You keep moving, you keep moving, because you, you got to. Everywhere you look, there's people, but there's no one there to help you. That's the recording from that practice space. Is it on the record now? Like, is it really? I thought it had yeah. changed. Uh, it got remixed, but oh, I, okay. I we retracked it several times. Uh-huh. Tried to do a different version. It just never was quite as good as that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that yeah, that was the first one I put up on Bandcamp. Somebody asked me to play a show at the Sunset. And so, beca- and so I put it up on Bandcamp because I was like, well, I got to put something up. Yeah. And I didn't even think that song was finished. And then when I put it up, um, Sound on the Sound blogged about it. Yeah. And then it got reblogged a lot. Like, I've never seen a blog post just get sort of bounced around the internet like that. Uh, but then NME got in touch with me and wrote a thing on how I was like, one of the hottest emerging artists of 2011 <laughs> and the writer emailed me and he was like so what are you working on i was like uh, i'm pretty uh far away from <laughs> getting <laughs> from <laughs> releasing and anything but. is that a bit of like anxiety making for you oh totally and part of the reason why it took a long time too is just like oh now i can never make something that's going to live up to this track because right. i would do i like i did the demo of cars and houses and yeah. sent it around to the same people and they were like hmm, i kind of like the vibe of the other one and i was like ah, it was so unlike music that i normally sit down to write it was yeah this yeah. is the way it was done so um yeah did yeah. you get it? I mean, did, where, what spot did that put you in? Like, like, you know, obviously, uh, it creates anxiety. Like you, you can't, you're thinking you can't come up with something else like that, or, or now you need more material that you're not prepared to really sit down mm-hmm. and write, but like well, not being what... able to match something or like have people get back in touch with you over one song and say, yeah, why don't you why don't you keep on doing the other stuff? Yeah, I think you should do one more like that. And I did. I like went down and tried to do more one more songs like that, and it was just like yeah. trying to force it 
just wasn't working. That's where things fall apart. And right? it wasn't really even that I was worried that I couldn't make tracks that would live up to it. I was convinced that I couldn't. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I don't really want to show people other songs because it feels really good to just be getting feedback about this one. This one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can uh, we just keep sharing this, everybody? Yeah. It was just like, I was just about to cash out at that point. It's like, you ever, like, I, you walk into a casino and win like 50 bucks one time. It's just like, well, if I quit now, it's like, I'll always be super successful gambler. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, why I was a really good blackjack player for like <laughs> six years of my life. So I only went to the casino once a year mm -hmm. and won a hand of blackjack. Yeah. Yeah. So statistically I was, <laughs> I was doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was, I was, you know, just had to kind of come around to this like, well, I do want to, to do the record, but. Uh, I can't really depend on other people's feedback for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think I didn't start making any more real progress until Michael Lerner and I got together. Of telekinesis? Yeah. yeah. And we just got together at his house, and I was, like, really broke at the time. So um, that was an accessible option. Um, I uh, I later paid him for it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, yeah. Because he was, I mean, we, we went to his house, he played the drums, we tracked, you know, unhindered pace all in one day, and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, this is, and when I started sending that around, that's when, that was the first time people were like, wow, this is like really cool. Uh-huh. Uh, and people almost liked it better than Keep Moving, and I was like, oh, yeah. thank God. I can make, <laughs> we can do it again. I, I can make tons of songs like this. <laughs> Now, how long after that? For uh, how long after "Keep Moving" was was the, did this one come out? It was like several years later. Yeah, yeah. I was because I was after I did "Keep Moving," I, I was still going down to the space all the time to write, trying yeah. to do the same thing, and I was coming up with these demos, and uh, people weren't reacting well to the demos. But when we when I did that version with Michael, people were like, "Okay, yeah, this is cool." And I started to zero in on what elements of the music were resonating with people, uh -huh. sort of this forward motion and this excitement, um, and just sonically what to do with it. Right. Uh, now, is this that same version that's on? That's right. Yep. That's, that's on Winning Star Champion. Yeah, that's the one from his house. We, we recorded that one, too, and it wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he played on that. He played on uh, Cars and Houses, mm -hmm. and he played on uh, Always Running. And that was were just three separate days where we tracked the whole songs in one day. Yeah. And it was super fun. And then he got really busy. Um, and I was, you know, kind of unproductive for a little while longer. Then yeah. I got a good paying job. And uh, I was like, cool, I'm going to drop some coin on Jupiter Studios with Martin Fevier. Yeah. Because I've always really loved him and wanted to record there. I knew he was about to move out of there, so... I wanted to record in his Wallingford location before he left. And we recorded the rest of the tracks there. And Now, working up to all this, though, it's like, I mean, this is, we're talking about a span of seven years. Yeah, yeah. That it took to, to do all this. Like, yeah. in between all of this stuff, like, I know you're a super diligent worker on this stuff. And I know that, like, um, because I know you a bit personally, 
we've had chats like this before Mm -hmm. on an old show and uh and like i know that that you were basically pouring yourself into all of this yes and was it taking a toll on you because you were you were saying that like you know at times you were really strapped for cash yeah and uh and there were probably some rough times in between some of these making some of these tracks i mean the roughest thing is just having the patience to to grind away at whatever you're doing and try to survive until you reach the next point where you're able to do something Mm -hmm. because then your life just feels sort of my life felt devoid of purpose a little bit because i was just waiting around without the ability to really do anything um and and i should clarify that like I could have made the record all by myself in the practice space and had it mastered by somebody cheap for, you know, I could have made it, but it wouldn't have been what it is now. And Mm -hmm. I just like, it was more important to me to just wait for the times to work with the people I wanted to. Um, uh, and I just needed to have the money to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and the time, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, the time is sort of easier to find what at, back then it was easier to find than the money, uh-huh. uh, just because musicians are sort of musicians and, uh, studio people are sort of used to finding time, even if they're really busy. Sure. But money is different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially in this city too. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you know, I was drinking a lot back then too. So I think. I could have been more productive, uh, but my self-medicating mm-hmm. uh, was was slowing me down some. When you can hear, like, there's a lot of you in these songs. Yeah. Like, just based on conversations that I've had with you before. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of you in the in these songs. Very, it sounds very autobiographical. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Every song has some kind of story. Some are interesting most are not very interesting as stories but to me you know, is that a way of saying let's not talk about that i mean <laughs> <laughs> we can't go track by track and do stories because it'll i'll have to explain the background of these people in my life sure and what our relationships were the dynamics and everything uh but yeah it's about you know feelings that i had and they're all in some way about mental illness struggling with depression and anxiety in the various ways that those manifest sure. themselves well winning star champion sounds in itself kind of like a uh or a sarcastic poke at yourself yes, yes. right <laughs> yeah well it's sort of like winning star champion and the band name ruler is something it's, it's kind of a joke of when you're really struggling in life and and even if you don't have a mental illness or whatever but sometimes you just have to have to celebrate getting through another Tuesday. Sure. You know, you just got to sure. be like, cool. I didn't get fired today. I didn't get in a fight with my uh, partner today. I like was, I reached out and was social with people today. Like, cool. I did it. Or even I made if, it out of the house. Or even if you didn't talk to anybody and just nothing went horribly wrong, you can be like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what this is based on. Just the, the, uh, basically, um, the little things in life yeah and 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 coming over those homes
Yeah, and I mean, I feel like there was over the last seven years, and especially with there's just I, I've changed so much. There's so much growth that has happened, and to look back on the songs and think about what they're about is pretty, pretty cool now. Yeah, like unhindered paces about being afraid to leave my apartment. Like that was a huge problem for me for a long time. Yeah, and it's not a problem for me anymore. But the song is still there, and the and it's still very uh, meaningful to me in in other ways. Yeah. What was the what was the issue with leaving the apartment? Uh, it was just in at one point my anxiety uh, just started to manifest itself by being anxious to leave home. It felt like I was giving up control in some way mm-hmm. that made me feel really scared, and so uh, which gets in the way of, you know, if you're, uh, I think I was like 22 or 23 or whatever mm-hmm. at the time. And, Were you drinking at that time too? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, and I couldn't, I, I was having trouble getting to work. I got fired from a bunch of jobs. Um, I was, you know, basically only going out when like a member of my band would come to my apartment to get me and take me to practice. Right. Um, right. and so, that's not sustainable, especially getting fired from jobs. Um, <laughs> Wait, really? That's, yeah, I mean, it turns out you got to work and get money in order to do what anything. It's a real hassle. Uh, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I need to, I was, you know, I was um, trying to trying to go to counseling as much as I could afford and yeah. uh, taking medication. I was still on my parents' health insurance at the time, which was cool. And um, so I was doing that, but I was still struggling. And so what I did was I lived right on the um, west side of the... Fremont Bridge, mm-hmm. and so I would run up to the Aurora Bridge, and this was before they had any of the f- safety barriers, so you sure. could really just look over the edge and see the water. Yeah. So I'd run up there real fast, run to the middle of the bridge, and like lean over the edge, and just be totally horrified, and just like, and it was, I was like daring the fear to be, to be like, what do you got? Can the fear even kill me? Like if it can kill me, just like, let's see. And then yeah. it was so. Uh, are you afraid you're afraid of heights um it was more like in the middle of the bridge it was like um i would say i would mean i think i'm about as afraid of heights as anybody is yeah but it was more like adding that to being on this loud bridge and uh knowing that the only way to get back is you gotta walk all the way back um and for some reason like pushing it to that extreme and uh, would then I would get back home and I would be like, think about like, okay, I got to go to the grocery store. I can do that. Just, really? Like, yeah, it was just Is this like, a tool that like you learned in therapy or were, no. or did you just, you came up with this on your own? I just came up with it. Yeah. I think it's called, It seems like it could be super effective. Yeah. For certain people. Yeah, I think it's, technically it's immersion therapy. Okay. Uh, it's just like basically trying to get yourself to the most anxious possible place. Right. And then observing the fact that you're fine afterward and being like, Oh, anxiety can't kill me. Mm -hmm. It just feels bad. Uh, 
and then you're sort of like, because a lot of a lot of anxiety is anxiety about having anxiety. Sure. Because you're yeah. like, what if I go to the grocery store and I have an anxiety attack and I like lay down in the middle of the store? That's that'd be. That's aw- what it all. Yeah, that's what it's always based on, right? It's not because you're always you're always just kind of beating yourself into submission yeah. by saying, "Well, you're not going to be able to do that." Hmm. Uh. Yeah. So. I don't know how I came up with it. I think it was just a. I, I out of necessity. Yeah, almost, I think right? I was trying different stuff because yeah. I was like, I can't, sur- I can't survive this way. Yeah, uh, not being able to go outside, and so to run up there, and I had to like keep the momentum going with myself because if I stopped to think about it or slowed down, I'd be like, I don't know, I'm mm-hmm. going back. Uh, so that's where, that's when I came up with unhindered paces, sort of just like the concept for the song yeah it's like i would keep going and not slow down and not look back until i've accomplished the thing and the thing itself is not actually producing anything besides it being an exercise that's going to allow me to do other things right right uh and man i did that for a long time it was like months before i kind of didn't need to anymore really yeah that's that was, amazing, man. That was more effective than any therapist I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes you got to handle it yourself, right? Yeah, I guess. Like you're, the, you're the one that's closest to it. I think sometimes at, at the time, yeah, I was having trouble communicating with therapists mm-hmm. effect, if, like, or whatever. I don't know. Well, that in itself can be anxiety-inducing as well, right? Oh, my God. Because you're always fear. Like, I, I, I suffer from anxiety as well, and you always fear judgment. Right. Like that's one of my anxiety making things. And it's one thing that actually keeps me at home sometimes as well is like, I can't, no, I'm not going to go for a run because, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to be judged by somebody driving past that I'll never, ever see again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that kind of little stuff. Why is it so real? I actually started. I have no idea. <laughs> and you just, and you just like, you build it up and you build it up and you build it up till it's like, okay, I'm going to sit here all day. Like literally sit here all day. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. I'm safe right. here. Right. Uh, and it's crazy. Like you can try to logic your way out of it and be like, mm-hmm. okay, how many times have I ever given a shit about anybody who's outside doing anything? It's just like, I don't even think about it. I'm just, I, I'm doing all the time. Stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> you just see people jogging. That's like, what I'm worried about. What an like, idiot. <laughs> there's a bunch of me's out there and they're all assholes. No, uh, no. no, you never do. I mean, who, who cares? Right? Yeah. It's like the only thing that I ever say when I ever say it, when I see a guy like the size of me running down the street is like, man, good for him. Dude. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. I, uh, anytime I see somebody who's just, I wish I had his gumption. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime somebody's just going to go get it, I, yeah. I feel like, yeah, cool. Unless they look really great. And then it's just like, fuck you. Why don't you stay <laughs> home? <laughs> That's when you should really be worried is when you're ripped and toned and you're and you're running really well. That's yeah. when everybody sees you and is just like, "Fuck you, man." Yeah, yeah. That's when you really <laughs> should be anxious about <laughs> judgment. Why don't you work out in your basement? <laughs> Keep that shit on Instagram. That is a great point. That is a great point. Because if you're the good-looking dude or lady on the beach, everybody hates you. Yeah, they're just like, "God, we just came here to relax. Why does he have to <laughs> come out here with this? Make us with feel his bad. Abs. God. 
and his non-muffin top. Yeah. <laughs> just like, can't they just have a separate section of the beach for people to look like that so we don't have to look at them? <laughs> there it is. It's called a nude section. Um, but yeah. But I, that's, that's really interesting because the, the, and it makes a lot of sense now, like seeing the video for Unhindered Pace, which has been previously released. Yes. Takes place on the Aurora Bridge. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, that was a quick turnaround video. It was just like... the. Barsuk asked for a video for that and they were like, oh, we think it'd be cool if you just did a video that was like performance footage and then you walking across the bridge. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like... Did they know that it was about that? Yeah, yeah. Like the story behind the, the song? Yeah, that had... Yeah, they knew about that. Um, so they were like, yeah, you said the Aurora Bridge is cool and so you could film up there. And um, then we did the slow motion shots in the practice space with me and Alex Westcoat kind of with the thought that that might be the video. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I didn't really like the Aurora bridge idea. Oh really? And then I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if I was wearing like a, a bathrobe over my clothes, which was never happened in real life. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, and we could shoot it in slow motion so that the bathrobe is kind of like flowing uh, uh -huh. behind me. Yeah. And they just, we cut it together and it was, it worked. Yeah. So, it was nice to be able to incorporate the actual place into the video. Right. Uh, now, what's fascinating to me is that you've moved from, you know, um, uh, all these these issues that you were battling, you know, while writing this music and, and during that whole time to fast forward seven years later is that you're making a video, mm -hmm. not being anxious about being in public while making that video. Yeah. In the same place that never, you used to do that. I never so. thought of it, but yeah, that is pretty uh, significant. That's a huge, because I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Like, I joke about it and stuff like that, but I've been there. Not to the same extent, but uh, because I have my daughters to thank for that, because I have to get up, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> but, um, but, like, that's fascinating to me, getting to the point where you can stand outside in front of passers-by and do that because i would probably never be able to do that i don't think yeah and it sounds it sounds so trivial right it does yeah it, it didn't even occur to me um but yeah i just felt like uh yeah it's cool that's cool <laughs> <laughs> good job man it's a, Bravo. it's a video about me doing something that i was once terrified to do yeah and it's, I've come to a point where not only can I do it, but I can like coordinate people to come out and film me doing it <laughs> right? and try to look in a way that I am yeah. okay with putting on the internet. Yeah. Because uh, even in slow motion, I think the times that I actually ran up there back then mm -hmm. would not look very cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely works. It's cool to be able to dress up the past like that. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. I was here's mess. my here's my here's my messy past for all of you to enjoy. In slow-mo. In slow-mo. Yeah. In a bathroom. So how did uh how did Barsuit come into the picture? Um I think it was it was a while ago that I first got approached by Jim from Barsook, and mm -hmm. he just cold emailed me uh, and was like, hey, I heard Unhindered Pace. I think it's great. Do you want to meet up? And this was this had to be like two or three years ago. Yeah. 
and uh, I we met up, and I was at the time I I was totally convinced I was like cool he likes this song I get to meet up with him but I have to savor that because when he hears the rest of it he's gonna be like yeah it's not actually for us but keep right. going yeah um, and so we would meet up and he'd buy me like spaghetti or whatever um, and I would just be savoring the whole moment I was like, I can't believe I'm meeting with somebody from a record label oh my god and he like wants to talk about stuff and so <laughs> but I tried not to lead him on at all I was just like yeah I'm like super poor it's gonna still it's gonna be a while before yeah, I'm finished yeah. um and he was how like, many songs had you had at that point oh like three so it was unhindered pace keep moving and, and uh, probably, probably cars and houses gotcha yeah. and, and the others were sort of in early demo right land um and so he was like, yeah, just keep me posted. Like, we want to hear it when it's done. And so he, he hit me up every few months, you know. And you then done yet? Years years later, yeah. And he was just like, hey, what's going on? I was just like, yep, still broke. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It's just like, oh, I landed this gig, and uh, I got the studio time. And then mm-hmm. after that, that would be, I think he would kind of expect me to be taking another step after that. And then it would be like, nope, spent it all. Yeah. Got to wait. Uh, and then finally... I was like, hey, I think I might actually be done with this. Yeah. And so I sent him the rough mixes. Uh, and after I sent the rough mixes, I think it was only like a week or two later that I got an email saying like, hey, do you want to come down to the office? And I was like, oh, that's so nice that they're going to reject me in person. Like they don't <laughs> need to bring me down. They could just email me, but that's really cool. It's like they respect me enough to say it to my face. I love how this is where your mind instantly goes. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, they hate it. They want to see me in person. So I was going down me. totally convinced that they were going to be like, we love it, but it's just not the right time or whatever. Right, right. Um, and feeling stoked about that. Just being like, I get to go inside the building. Yeah. Uh, so I'm go there. We even well, sat at a long wood table like you would think. And, and we should say too, like Barsook is the record label that put out one of your favorite bands, not a surf, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So this was like so even it was just honor, being yeah. able to to meet with these people was 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 really cool. Yeah. Um and so when we sat down and they're like we love the record and I was like right but and they, <laughs> and they were like what are your plans? I was like well, I'm broke again so just going to wait for now. And then just waiting for it and then, and then Josh at some point was just like uh just so i'm not being too withholding we are interested in uh working with you on this release so they read your body language yeah like we just need to and i was like you're what uh and i was like cool yeah i'm down for that (laughs) uh and yeah i think i i even expected them to call me back later and be like, yeah, like we actually went over some stuff and it's not going to work right now. And so mm-hmm. I was constantly just savoring the moment of being in the moment, like, wow, they actually said they want to do it. That's so cool. Even though it probably won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where I would be. And when they emailed me the contract yeah. even to like go over when we started negotiating, I like screenshotted it and sent it to my parents. I was like, they actually sent it. Can you believe they actually sent it? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same I mean was there any point where you were where this made you instead of like making you think like well this is this is I'm going to enjoy this while it lasts oh I'm was still it there validating uh oh yeah hugely yeah. but it always felt like accidental validation 
like it's it was i felt like such an imposter and still do to some yeah. degree and just expect at some point for like josh and grant to come bursting through the doors like hey we found out about you you suck right, right. <laughs> uh one of your ears is smaller than yeah. the other one. I'm sorry, this is not going to work out. Yeah, just like, <laughs> you fooled us this long, but no, not anymore. And I, I'm like that in most things. Like at jobs, I expect my boss, I constantly expect my boss to come over and be like, I, you know what, I'm on to you. You're actually not doing a good job, and you suck, uh, and you're fired. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, uh, that's kind of a thing I'm working on <laughs> now is <laughs> this feeling like it's always just around the corner. Right. Right. Um, cause it's not a very fun way to go through the world. No, it's not. But it is how some of us function. Yeah. Right? I have I am unable to get excited about stuff usually. Yeah. Like we I played in Chris Staples band and opened for Not a Surf just recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was I could not get myself excited about it until we were there and in the presence of Not a Surf. And I was yeah. like, Oh my god, we're actually gonna do this. It was like we rehearsed. Were you able to talk with them? Yeah. And interact oh my as a as a as an equal. Let me tell you this story. Okay, I have met Matthew Cause, the singer, yeah, many times as a fan waiting in line, like after I buy my T-shirt and you get to go and like take a picture with him. Yeah, um, and I always just try to be as normal as I can <laughs> in that situation and just be like, hey, thank you yeah. so much. I love your work. Like it means a lot to me and whatever things that I think that he would like to hear. Right. We walked into this show at Neptune. Um, we were getting our stuff on stage to sound check. He comes out from backstage, sees me, walks up to me and says, Oh, Hey, I'm a fan of yours. Cause he's like heard the ruler stuff. Cause he yeah, knows yeah. it through various people. Sure. And I was just like, thanks. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm a fan of yours too, Matthew. <laughs> it was so intense. And it was just like this passing yeah. interaction. But then he walked past me because he was going to sing a song with Chris. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my God. Uh, just like, were cool. you nervous for be that cool, show too? Be cool. Oh my God. So nervous. Yeah. I rehearsed more for that show than for anything that I've ever done. And How I, do you not fuck up? On stage. Oh, I did a lot. You did? Yeah, I did a lot. Do you do what I did with with some of my first ever shows, and I just turn my guitar down and then act like I'm trying to make it work on the on the amplifier? Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you know I because I, I was also trying to impress Chris, and because I've always really loved his music. Oh, I, but love, I've never, I love his his record. I Golden never, Age is amazing. Yeah, holy cow! Yeah. Holy cow! It's such a great record. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'd never got to play with him before, but I always thought I could do a good job at it because mm -hmm. we went on tour together in 2016. Yeah. Um, and I, even after hearing him play every night for, you know, like 30 straight nights, yeah, I went on a trip after that tour and was just like, I kind of want to put on this Chris Staples record. Yeah. So just like yeah. kind of miss listening to it now. It's like just, one day it's later. solid stuff. Man. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So there was that. I wanted to do a good job because I did, I wanted to, you know, get the gig. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I also didn't want to eat shit in front of my heroes. Yeah, right. And 
Uh, I did though. In <laughs> everybody's really nice about it. They're like, "No, you did fine. I didn't notice anything." But yeah, there yeah. were there were things that I practiced for hours because I was afraid I'd mess them up, and it was probably uh-huh. because of that that I totally messed them up during the set. Back to the anxiety, right? Oh my it's God. like a vicious cycle. Everybody was super nice about it though, and then uh, then uh, not a surf goes to play two sets because their mm-hmm. twenty year anniversary of let go. So they'd play let go front to back, they take a break, they come back, and they play another set of other stuff. Uh, during the second set, I'm in the audience. I was like, oh, I'll watch it from backstage. That would be cool. But I like, I love watching that band so much that mm-hmm. I just had to be an audience member again because yeah. I was yeah. just like, it's such a good show. It's not the same from backstage. Um, I'm standing in the audience, and uh, Matthew Cause is like, oh, um, we don't have any openers on this tour except for tonight. So big thanks to Chris Staples, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, also Matt, who played in that band, is in a band called Ruler, and I'm really excited for his record to come out. And just like I just kind of looked around like nobody's around me and I just started crying in the audience. <laughs> I was just like, I can't believe it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I am so incredibly happy for you. Yeah. That's awesome. It was an emotional roller coaster, too, because right after the Chris set, I was just like, I fucked it up. I, 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 yeah. It was yeah. the worst possible thing that could happen. And then I like walked up to everybody and was just like, great job, everyone, and just waiting to see kind of what their reactions uh-huh. were. And they were like, you too, man. Great. I was just like, and then I think I said, like, I just want you guys to know I feel the appropriate amount of shame for the mistakes I made. <laughs> But also, I feel the appropriate amount of joy for being here with you guys. Uh, that's a good that, way to do was, it. That's yeah. a that's a solid that's a solid way to like, um, because uh, you know, <laughs> if you just shit on yourself, if you, you shit on yourself about what you are anxious about or what you are worrying about, that's people, a great way to take the power out of it, right? Yeah, and then they feel obligated to just be like, "Oh no, it was great. Don't worry. Right, right. You should feel good," and just be like, "I do feel good. I just want you to know that I that I am, know I'm owning the things that that could be better or right. whatever." Right. That 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 works at uh, with most bosses. I find humans are fucking just the worst like <laughs> brains brains are not great yeah they're uh, just not great in yeah in terms of i say i think it's funny when people are just like <laughs> we we don't have to go into this at all but people say like uh uh like god had to have created us i mean look at the how could this perfection this design have come out of just evolution. It's just yeah. like, what perfection? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're all wearing glasses in here. Uh-huh. We can't see shit. Yeah. Uh, mental yeah. illness is just like all this stuff. It's just like, no, yeah. it's not working. But, <laughs> I, you know, that's the whole <laughs> right. thing is like, right. you you get put in the world, you get whatever vehicle issued to you, which is your body. And then it's just like, yeah, if it doesn't work, you just got to fucking figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. You better find a good mechanic. Hope you can afford one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or you should, you should, you better learn how to how to jiggle the key, <laughs> <laughs> or turn the steering wheel just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really excited. Uh, the The album is fantastic, and Thank congratulations you. to you for for getting it finished and um, getting you know the validation that you that you uh, uh, have so earned. Thank you. On this. 
you know, I'm still, I'm with still, Barsook and everything else. I'm struggling to accept that they're actually going to put it out, <laughs> but it comes out in a, in about a week. So we'll see. I think, right. I think they're going to do it. Yeah. We'll find out on Friday. Honestly, right? I feel, I think they're probably going to do it, but, <laughs> but in my head, there's always the voice just be like, well, just be prepared if it doesn't happen because you don't want to be too. <laughs> They're going to notify you on Thursday yeah, on the 24th and be like, you know what, Matt? We listened to it again, and it sucks. <laughs> and we're really just kind of embarrassed. Now, does a tour uh, come come after this and uh, for support of the of the new album and everything like that? Uh, at the moment, we don't have a tour per se. We've got like a two or three shows a month for the summer. Uh-huh. And then... Playing um, the festivals. Yeah, we're gonna doing, be at Timber doing the fests. Timber's gonna be yeah. so dope. It's gonna be a lot of fun. This uh, year. I cannot wait. That's honestly just like when I get to do stuff like that. It's like cool. I don't have to like find time to take a vacation. Sure, I get to go do yeah. that because um, it kind of feels that way. Um, yeah, we're doing Timber uh, right after this. I'm going to Bothell to play the Bothell Block Party and Brew Fest. Awesome. Um, and. Honestly, I just don't store these things in my head. I have to, <laughs> I have to like check my calendar. We'll make sure that we do that for you. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know we're doing something in Tacoma with OK Sweetheart at some point, and uh, I can't remember the other ones. On <laughs> well, in in uh, in closing, uh, are you happy? You gonna you in a good place? Yes. Good. Thanks, yes, buddy. I, yes, I am. <laughs> I can tell. I was actually just sitting yesterday in my apartment, just thinking like, I'm actually I'm good. Yeah, good right now. It was nice. That's great to hear, man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great to feel. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Cool. Thank you. Big thank you to Matt Beatty for joining us uh, this episode. Uh, wonderful, wonderful chat uh, with him. I love that man. Uh, supremely talented as well. And um, get yourself a copy of his new album, which comes out on Friday, the 25th of this month, May 25th, 2018. That will be available in all of your record stores, your local record stores, or at uh, rulermusic.com, or you can find it at Barsook as well. Um, yeah, big thanks to Matt uh, for coming on and, uh, and uh, telling us about how this album was created. Man, what a long process and just a wonderful, wonderful story, and I'm so happy for him, uh, as I'm sure you could tell. Um, uh, Matt's got some shows coming up. He's going to be at the Upstream Music Festival here in Seattle, Washington, uh, Friday the 1st of June through the 3rd. Uh, he'll be playing in uh, June 3rd, Sunday, June 3rd, at Holocene in Portland, Oregon. And then, of course, at our own Timber Outdoor Music Festival, which happens July 12th through Saturday the 14th. 
so get tickets to that as well. Uh, you can go to timbermusicfest.com for those tickets. And I do know that they are going quickly, so you might want to jump on that one. Uh, all right. Also, uh, big thanks to uh, Phil, O'Sull- Phil O'Sullivan, Kevin Sir, Emily Harris, Chad Cliburn, and the rest of the Artist Home family for making this show possible. Uh, thanks to Jace Kraus of the band Friday Mile for providing our intro music, and to all of you who support us by listening to this program, thank you. If you'd like to continue to support us and your other favorite podcasts as well, uh, please go to iTunes to rate and review the show, or show It only takes a couple seconds, and it would mean the world to us. So thank you. Uh, we're going to end the show this month with the song called... Oh, man. I never have this stuff prepared correctly we've got it made off of the new album by ruler uh winning star champion out on friday to th- friday the 25th this is one of my favorite tracks off the album a uh, little bit of a departure from what we've been playing uh all the music on this episode by the way uh provided by matt Beatty of ruler off of the new album uh and once again this is we've got it made my favorite track um, and I hope you really, really enjoy it. Thanks for listening, everybody. So we'll see you next time. in my name by someone who isn't me. There's a big black vacant void where my recent past should be. I'm not sure what was said or done by the body I call home. I swear I heard an old heart break. Months that I was gone Romance and glamour Oh, it's how we're getting paid Wouldn't you say we've got it made I'm relentlessly demands my attention to the crop I am caught up in my head as the right begins to rot I never laid a day to waste for the lack of loving you Take